Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, radio's on. Here we go. Sorry. Here we go, kids. The show is about to start. In three, two, one. Bam! We are back again for number 10. Cave Crew Radio Season 10. Let's go! CaveCrewRadio.com There was a time when the world turned their back on men. Men with a dream and savage yearning within them. Legions compelled by a passion that knows no boundaries. A consuming flame that defies plausible explanations. Saddling the forces of domestication, they find the thirds and band together. You experience the Tonight's broadcast of the masculine feminist has been commandeered by the secret society no man. Gonna go to a place like a shot in a beer, steak man. Saying we can stop, get pancakes, and then we'll get laid, all right? Why do you drink ice cold beer on hot Mr. Clavin, what else are you gonna do with it? To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. The Yankees are champions of baseball! Indeed, it is. And if you uh, missed the pre-show, two big shows coming up after uh, tonight. Office party next Friday. Following that, the annual awards. Stand by. Your vote matters. Anyone that votes, by the way, is going to be eligible for one of these stickers. We've got tons of them. Spread the word. I've been handing them to everyone. My name is uh, DK. I am live in my cave in Windsor, Ontario. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, um, Paul Stock Radio, and CaveCrewRadio.com. Syndicated around the world, and also available on all podcast networks, except for Stitcher, because I think they went bankrupt. Yeah, they're gone. 
anyway, too much to do. Special guest, as you can see, on my left. Uh, but before we get there, I got to bring in my other partner in crime, and he'll uh, he'll tell us what we're going to do. And now, he is the king of the sovereign county of Urine Stench and Stenchlandia, the commander-in-chief of the Water Gypsies, the self-proclaimed president of the United States, a university graduate, and always the epicenter of something. Ladies and gentlemen, His Royal Highness, Big B. Yes, live from Queens, New York, I am King B. Uh, and I will add to my growing list of of titles, uh, Speaker of the House. Now, at this point, usually I have an epicenter and I do have a story to tell you. But because it's a special show and we have two special shows coming up, there was something sent to both DK and our special guest, Mike Jolitz, in preparation for next week's special show. Now, all year long, you have seen every week, and and this week is no exception. It will be here shortly. Uh, we have a drink of the week. Mrs. B's drink of the week. She comes up with these various drinks. As you know, they've gotten more elaborate with uh, accoutrements and all of this stuff on top that I hate, but she loves to put them on there. Uh, and, you know, mixed drinks and all of this stuff. So it's been, it's become quite a segment and her segment she's taken with it and run with it. She decided uh, probably a month, two months ago, that for Christmas, she was going to have a special drink of the week for everybody and was going to send everybody something having to do with drink of the week. So we packed up everything. Everybody got the same thing. We, we, we bought what we needed to buy. She wrote out a card with some instructions on it. Uh, everything was wrapped up nicely boxed up and sent to all corners of the world. Uh, we sent it to surprise, Arizona. We sent it to Windsor, Ontario, Canada. We also sent it to London, England for Choo Choo Stew to have one as well. So, uh, tonight is the big night where I know DK has kept his box sealed until, uh, we, we had decided we were going to, they were going to open their boxes Tonight, in preparation for next week's show. So, without further ado, I give you DK and Mike Jolitz opening their presents from uh, Mrs. B for Drink of the Week. I need to say, if you've missed any of the uh, past shows, how much a child I am when it comes to Christmas. You can buy me a pair of socks. Mm -hmm. I love Christmas. I always have. So I did not touch this until Big B said I have to open it. Now, you've, oh, my God, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to. Now, again, Mrs. B is the one that wrapped everything and put shipping tape and wrapped it like Fort Knox, as she does with every single present ever, ever given to me. So I wish you all the luck in the world opening it. <laughs> So be careful, don't break it. Yeah, contents oh. were not broken when they arrived. So no, no everything is intact. So yes. I have uh Ciroc vodka. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I thought you said I was going to have to buy stuff. You are. Uh, oh, I have Disarono. What's the name of the drink? I want to hear you say it. I don't know the name yet. <laughs> no, of the bottle. And you can fuck off. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get more uh, words for the uh, list. Yes. Uh, New segment. Show. Now, now, is there a card in there? Is there an intro hang on, card? Hang on. I didn't open this one yet. Okay. Neither did Mike. Mike has to no, open so. his. Okay, Mike, let's All go. Right. And like Same this thing. is the this is the joy of my my season. <laughs> Look, we are getting it off so easy. I'm stronger. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. Oh my. Oh, we got a of course a very special glass. Now, if you don't know what that is, if you obviously you guys have seen the show before, you have seen me drink out of what we call the party cup. Yes. And when there is liquid in the party cup, it lights up. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. It will not light up now. There's no on off switch. When there is liquid in the cup, it will light up. This is the best Christmas ever, Mrs. B. So now you have your instruction oh. card. Yeah. Do you want to read it, Mike? Or? I have mine downstairs. Okay. So this is, oh, the Easy Eggnog Cocktail, ladies and this gentlemen. We also received a, this is like, she puts so much work into everything. I'm telling you. And this is going to be the drink of the week next week that we're all going to have together. Nice. One ounce amaretto, or should we save this for? No, no, no. please. Amaretto is the Di Serrano that you got. And I, I want to add, ladies and gentlemen, she has the most beautiful handwriting of all. Sometimes, sometimes when I'm naming the show, I have to scratch it off because I don't know what I wrote. <laughs> um, nice. One ounce amaretto, one ounce vodka, two ounces store-bought eggnog, a pinch of nutmeg, which I already have. I don't have the uh, eggnog yet. Pinch of cinnamon. I have that. Caramel sauce for rimming the glass. Yes. Nice. That I'm going to have to uh, add. Uh, rim the glass. Are you getting horny yet, Mike Jolitz? I heard rim the ass. I'm yeah, well, I just like, oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I have not rimmed, by the way. <laughs> um, rim the glass with caramel sauce. Fill shaker halfway with ice. Add eggnog, amaretto, vodka, and cinnamon. Shake well. <laughs> so is there a lid to this fucking glass? <laughs> Well, the shaker. Oh, I got a shaker. Okay, I use yeah, it. Do it in your shaker. Okay, yeah, but smile. All right, right. We're gonna do this on air. We're gonna have some fun. And pretend, next pretend. week, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Jolis and I will have rimmed. <laughs> That's True. right. Yeah. So now, when you're making the drink, just pretend you're Isaac from the Love Boat right. and do the shaker. Mm -hmm. This is okay, folks. You know. We all want to win the lottery or, oh, God, I hope I get a new laptop or a big TV or stuff like that. This is the best gift. 
Yes, it is. It's very cool. Thank you so much, Mrs. B. So she just walked in with drink with this week's drink of the week. Uh, so they just opened their boxes. And uh, and uh, uh, DK and, and Mike Jolitz are extremely excited. Excited. And they didn't realize that it was the party cup. So they were just no. happy to get the cup. And then I told them once they pour liquid into it, it lights up. Can you so please very excited by Can it. you please tell her before you continue and yeah. we'll play your little tune? Both Mike Jolitz and I have not rimmed. Uh they've said uh, DK says both him and Mike Jolitz have not rimmed, but they will next week, reading mm-hmm. your instructions. Yes. And you got compliments on your handwriting, by the way. Yes. Oh, beautiful handwriting. Uh Mike, get your Vaseline ready. <laughs> I'll wash and everything. We're gonna rim, brother. I might, I, I might need to shave as well, but we'll see. Well, so we'll so like mice. I said, you have to go out and you have to get yourself some eggnog if you don't yeah. have it, and all the other the caramel sauce and the other accoutrements for it. Yes. Yeah, uh, accoutrements. Uh, and I have uh, I have my party cup ready, uh, and uh, Mrs. B will be making my my drink, and we will all drink together to celebrate Christmas. This was her idea, her her thing. She's very excited by it, and uh, she's glad that you guys were excited by well, it. Well, you used to have um, multiple microphones. Maybe you could uh, have her join us. Um, I can maybe set that up. All right. Everything is torn. Like, like what I had in the old studio is torn down. I used to have seven microphones set up. That's oh. all torn down. I think I can split off this one. And uh, so it gets an input just to have her because, and and you better tell us how happy we are. Like, just look at this freaking card. Yeah. She didn't just write it on a, uh, on a post-it note. Right. So, so they're very excited by the, the, uh, the thought that's gone into this, the, uh, the detail that has gone into this. Well, and I've never had either of these liquors. So I, I guess, Mike, I can also say I've never Ciroc'd or Disserano. <laughs> I have never liquored. Oh, <laughs> well, so, I've Mike, liquored. I have liquored. Um, so, Mike, this is that. That's this is the vodka that I've been telling you about. You yes. that you got to try because I know you you like the Sky Vodka. Mm-hmm. But if you try the Ciroc, which I you have now, right? Give it a shot and see if you like it. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the Di Sorono, I for for DK, the Di Sorono is the Amaretto. Okay, right. Okay, it's not just some random bottle that you got. That is the Amaretto. So, so we when, supplied you with the alcohol in the cup. You just have to get the rest. Question for Mrs. B, because um, I'm not the best at measuring. Do I pour all of this into one drink? I believe that's one ounce. Um, the looks a lot bigger than an ounce to me. <laughs> They're asking if they different shape. Airplane bottle is that one ounce, basically. Yeah, it's basically. All right. Yeah, just pour just pour the whole thing in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean you could measure it with a shot glass. A shot glass, smaller shot glasses are one ounce. Larger shot glasses are two ounces. Right. So you can measure it with a shot glass, but just pour the whole. One. Yeah, just drink the whole damn thing and yeah. love it. Yeah, man, uh, fucking drink it. <laughs> after man, drink, I'm- after drink of the week next week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your host for the night, Big B. I'm going <laughs> to mute myself. <laughs> nice. nice. Hey, hey, guys, I also want to say this. I am going to send DK early the uh, Christmas song. I don't know if I'd sent it to you guys yet. No. But it is a spoof of Feliz Navidad. 
Oh, it might push the boundaries of bad taste, but you know, whatever. I don't care. Well, when when have we ever followed the rules? <laughs> there is no rules of bad taste in this show. Come on. Yeah, that's true. But I will be sending it over and uh, so we could maybe like a live reaction video with you guys because it is it's kind of crazy. I can't wait. I can't. And, and are you joining us? I will be there next week with a. OK, I'll say it now. I will be live with the Twitter shits and the news. Yes. So, so he'll be there for drink of the week, Twitter shits, and the news. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, yeah, my God, ladies news. and gentlemen, I am going to have my glow-in-the-dark mug and Twitter shits. This is the best Christmas ever. Who needs fucking snow? Not a glow-in-the-dark mug. Just so everybody <laughs> to light up. It but lights still. up when there's liquid in it. Will it work again later? Oh, wait. Hold on one second. Say it again. Oh, she right. says... She says, don't submerge the glass when you clean it out. Right. I remember you telling me that. No, I remember that. Do a rinse. Do a rinse and wipe out. But will it work like New Year's Eve? What do you mean? Like, can I use it again? Yes, Yes. of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait when Bama beats the shit out of Michigan. (laughs) You've seen me use mine, I think, twice. And we're getting it ready for uh, next week. So yeah, you can you can use it as often as the battery lasts. That's the one thing I don't know because my battery hasn't died. Can you replace the battery? I don't know. It looks like you can. It says open and close on the bottom, so I believe okay. you can. All right, so All right. Then, yeah, this is this is big stuff. All right, Mike, are you staying or No, I have to go and eat some food before I get in trouble. All right. Mike Jolich, ladies and gentlemen. Right on. Thank All you, right. Mike. We will see you next week. All right. See you next week. Again, thank you, Mrs. B and Big B. I cannot wait to have this drink next week. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, All right. More Mike Jolich coming. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. But for now, it's time for Mrs. B presents the drink of the week. Oh, not me. I had the wrong camera because he left. There we go. What is our drink of the week? Uh, so, so yeah, Mrs. B is, she's going upstairs now, but, uh, the, the, the drink of the week is what I sent you that I picked up last week, which is the peanut butter whiskey eggnog. Oh, now I, I do have to say you have been on a kick with Portuguese eggnog, uh, now peanut butter eggnog. I don't remember Portuguese eggnog. Last week, I got it in the show notes. Part oh, the- oh, oh, that, yeah, okay, that's a coquito. Got it, okay. That was Puerto Rican. Puerto eggnog, Rican, not, whatever. Not Portuguese. Same thing. They're both kind of Spanish. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, yeah, well, it's that time of year. It's the festive time of year. Right. It's time for a creamy drink. But we were at the liquor store, um, Looking for so I don't remember. We're looking for a gift for somebody, and um, we were by the eggnog section. And uh, Mrs. Bead says, "Oh, look! It's isn't that screwball?" And I look down, and it's the bottle, but it's got white liquor in it. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Pick it up. It's peanut butter whiskey eggnog. So I was nice. like, "Hell yes, I am getting it." So that is tonight's drink of the week. So uh, you I, must have extra then. Not with me. The bottle's upstairs. Now, will you, I think what you should do is add just a wee bit more peanut butter in there. 
I can. I have it right here. Yeah, let's. I'm, let's almost, go. I'm almost done with this. So while I'm yeah, yeah, dump that in there. It, it, it's it's the festive season, ladies. So and gentlemen. while I was at the store, of course, I bought a brand new bottle of peanut butter whiskey because I was almost out. Nice. And so you I, know, I can dump this. I I'm just thinking, to. just. As I remember, when I was in uh, Fort Myers, my uh, cousin, uh, he said to me, uh, okay, here's the mix of the margarita. Very delicious. But I always add a little more, a little more schnoz in there. Well, it's kind of just settling on top. I mixed a little well, more you, Don't you have like a, a fucking umbrella or something to stir it? No, I don't have anything to stir with. Use your pen. I'm not using my pen. It's disgusting. You're the only one that touched it. I'm sure it's fine. I use my finger. The peanut butter whiskey will, uh, and you usually have napkins and shit at your side. I do have napkins. Yeah, yeah you usually. I always, will. I always got napkins with me because, like some of these, some of these things, either they the if, if I have more, it sweats, so it gets a ring on my desk. So I want to put a napkin underneath it. Um. So yes, okay. this is drink of the week. Now, what does uh, your uh, shirt say? Because it it appears to be backwards. I can change that. Uh, hold on. Make pancakes great again. Right. I love it. Terrence Williams, who is a conservative comedian, has decided that since they were canceling Aunt Jemima and all this other shit, uh, he's a, he's a uh, a black comedian, and says, you know what? They can't cancel me. He's got his face on the on the pancakes. We make pancakes great again, and they are very good. Excellent. I've bought several boxes, and uh, they are they are pretty awesome. So we are making pancakes great again. Okay, so uh, two things we have to do before uh, Twitter shits, mm. which you know. I, I, to me, this is like walking, watching It's a Wonderful Life. Everything great is happening tonight to me. Makes a bad week go away. <laughs> I am going to sample a um, a Serbian cigarette. Uh, my Serbian neighbor uh, handed these over the fence. I've never had a Serbian cigarette before. So I'm going to sample one. But first, and it just doesn't flow right tonight, but I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, blah, 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 and always the epicenter of something, King Uh, B. Yes. So I did have an epicenter, and uh, I am the epicenter of all things the inability to move their eyeballs. Oh God, you're you. Are you sure you don't have lupus or? Well, funny you say that. So, I woke up Sunday morning with a headache, and in my left eye, I couldn't move my like I couldn't. You know, you just move your eyes back and forth. I couldn't yeah. do it. It hurt. I couldn't move my eyes, or my my left eye. Um. And I just had a headache all day. I was taking Tylenol, Ad, uh, Excedrin, Ibuprofen. Nothing's happening. 
it lasts. Like I figured because it was pouring rain on Sunday, it was a nasty day. I figured it was just the weather giving me pressure inside my head. But it lasted. Uh, so Wednesday, I was still in pain. I still couldn't move my eyes. Uh, I went to the eye doctor. Uh, the eye doctor checked me out, gave me a prescription to a medicated eye drop. That's a steroid. Wanted me to come back. I went on Wednesday, wanted me to come back today. Uh, today, I went back. I'm feeling better. Using the eye drops makes me, you know, make you feel much better. Uh, she proceeds to tell me that I have scleritis. What the hell is that? That is the inflammation of the whites of your eyes. Oh. So I have scleritis, and she wants me to go take a blood test to see if it's a it's a further condition of a, a further inflammatory condition like lupus. Oh God, I was making a joke. No, I have I have to go take a blood test for uh, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus. Two other things. I don't remember what it, what it is, but I I have to go take a blood test. So I got the the pay. I had to go to my regular doctor. I didn't think I, white people got lupus. I don't know. I went uh, I went from the eye doctor. She gave me a prescription. I had to go to my regular doctor to get the 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 blood test form filled out, so then I can go to the lab and get a blood test. So I went from one doctor to the other, and now I have to go take a blood test. But I can move my eyes now, which is I good. think it's uh, syphilis of the eye. Scleritis. I don't have syphilis. I made sure of that. I have scleritis. I've never heard of scleritis. I didn't know the whites of your eyes can get inflamed. No. But, uh, and, and my eye was doing watering all the time. It was just watering, watering, watering. And uh, <clears throat> my doctor said, yeah, it's watering because it's irritated. It's. So, ladies and gentlemen, if we if we fuck up on any of the video and stuff, uh, he's got scleritis and I've got cataracts. We are quite a pair. There you go. And I'm deaf because I have hearing aids. You're right. I, I, I don't hear well either, but I'm not up for any more bad news at the moment. <laughs> so, I, I I texted my wife once, once she told me what it was and... I was sitting in the waiting room of my other doctor. I texted uh, Mrs. B and she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like, I get the stupidest shit that nobody's ever heard of. So I have scleritis. So were you like doing this? Well, I could like, so years ago when I was in my twenties, I got it really bad when it was in both eyes. I couldn't move my eyes and like, it would hurt. Like, I mean, you take it for granted now. You don't even realize you're doing it. You're moving your eyes back and forth. Anytime I would move my eyes, it would hurt. So I'd have to do this, literally. I'd have to turn like this. Um, I went to the eye doctor back then. They told me I had allergic conjunctivitis. And again, gave me eye drops and whatever. And I really haven't had a problem since until this past weekend. And uh, obviously, advancements in technology and understanding things more. Um she took pictures like, you know, of the back of my eyeballs and all of this stuff that they were doing. Um, I guess it's not allergic conjunctivitis. It's uh, scleritis. So there good times. Go. Um, go. Only me. I like, uh, I don't know who else would get this. Only me. The whites you, you, of their you, eyes. You, are yeah. Like, you have some bad luck with some of the things you. Uh, I'm telling you, it's. Uh, 
But that's that's been my week. Like, but you're I told still you I standing. That's you know, like, but you you bounce back. You're like the oh, Incredible okay. Hulk. You, you, I, I find it. I find it fun. You, you have to take it with a, with a with a sense of humor because yeah. it's it's just I get I get diagnosed with stupid shit. Um, and that's when I when I messaged you earlier with the stories that I said I wasn't feeling well. It hurt to move my eyes, and and I had such a, I had a headache for four days. So like you know I was trying to stay away from my computer screen. I was trying to stay away from a whole lot of stuff. So I just keep my eyes closed kind of, and uh, hope the pain went away, um, which it has now, but I got to use the eye drop. And now I have to be weaned off eye drops. Oh, geez. So I have to go back to the eye doctor next Friday. I have to take the eye drops all the way up until I go back to her. And then she said, then after that, we're going to wean you off because if I just stop the eye drops immediately, I can relapse. This is like heroin. It, it, it seriously is. It's like fucking. I took Narcan for the eyes, and and <laughs> fucking uh, my eyes are, are recovering now. But if I don't keep giving it Narcan, it's going to overdose again. No. So, um, so yeah, good times. I, I'm putting steroids in my eyeballs now. All right. Okay. Well, we're we have renewed uh, for next season, ladies and gentlemen. We we. <laughs> We don't know how much we have to give, um, <laughs> but as long as we can, we're going to keep going. All right. I have a, a, a quick story before we go to the uh, Twitter shits and uh, the other stuff we have. Um, whoa. And by the way, I said it on the pre-show, but let's uh, let's go through it one more time. Uh, end of the year show. So next week is the uh, Christmas office party. We're going to make this great drink we were talking about and have some more fun. The week after that is the last show of uh, season 10. It's our second annual year-end awards. And uh, Big B's got a whole bunch of uh, uh, awards to be awarded. Uh, uh, Show name of the year, uh, segment of the year, uh, um, Twitter shits handle of the year, which you'll get a taste of that in a minute. So many more. And uh, we have a lot of fun. Uh, but we have these stickers. We have given you trivia questions. We have said, email us at capecrewradio at gmail.com. Comment in the Facebook group or Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. Get a hold of us and you can have one of these stickers. Yes, we need an address. We're not going to bother you. Okay, we're we're as you can see, we can't see her here. That's right. <laughs> Pretty soon we're not gonna be able to get out of our chairs. Don't worry about us. If you vote on the polls, which will be made available sometime next week, I hope uh we'll send you a sticker. We got lots of them. Big B and Mike Jolitz, uh shipping from the States. I'm shipping from Canada, international shipping. Uh, doesn't matter. All right. Last thing I got before Twitter shits. So I was given this, uh, pack of cigarettes from my, uh, Serbian neighbor, mm-hmm. his Is wife, this the neighbor that you fight about with the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Same guy, but they obviously love me. Right. Well, I hope unless maybe this thing's going to blow up when I light it. <laughs> but anyway, these are cigarettes from Serbia. Mm-hmm. I never had them. Uh, Rothman's, I believe, was a brand that's gone out of 
business in North America. I'm not sure, but used to be a brand I remember as a kid. So this is a Rothman's Serbian cigarette. I'm going to uh, just kind of like drink of the week, right? Smoke of the week. Hey, the smoke of the week. I like that. Now I have a question. As you as you're taking your first puff of the Serbian cigarette. First, first, obviously, you have to tell us if it's smooth, if it's hard. Yeah, it's actually heavy, very light. smooth. So it's a nice smooth. I I smoked for fifteen years, so uh, I understand what, what the different tastes and feels of cigarettes. Now, did did you? So uh, this is not bad. Okay. Have you ever had a Canadian cigarette? No, only U.S. Okay, so I, I I don't mind a good Marlboro or a Winston or a Camel, but they have a very distinct smell and taste compared to what I'm used to here in Canada. Mm -hmm. These are very similar to a Canadian cigarette, a little bit light for my liking, um, but not bad. Now, I have, I have a question. Actually, I have two questions because you bring you bring up what first. What is the brand of cigarettes? The Canadian brand of cigarettes that you usually smoke. Oh, okay, so and you think you want to talk about pictures? Uh, John Players Rich. John Play, what the fuck is that? Oh, they 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 mark everything on these cigarettes now. It's oh just, my god! The Canadian, it's the fucking liberals, man. They're now, my other question was, again, speaking about pictures. Now, if you hold up the Serbian pack of cigarettes, yeah, there, I, is, I, there, there is somebody's face on it. It looks what? like a child in a gas mask. I, yeah, it almost does. So what, can is it anything in English or it's all in Serbian? No, I, and I don't speak any of this. So it's all in. Right, so it's I all can, in Serbian, yeah. but there's somebody's face on the cigarette pack. Yeah. That's crazy. It looks like a very young Hannibal Lecter to me. Now, I remember years ago in the 90s when I was smoking. Somebody came up with a brand of cigarettes that didn't last very long. They were in a black pack with skull and crossbones called Death. Oh. Death cigarettes. Uh, we got them when we were out in California. Uh, I have a pack... Lord knows where it is now, but I bought a pack and I never opened it. You should have saved I'm, it. That's what I'm. Uh, it's around somewhere. I don't know where it is. It but could be worth somewhere. a fortune on eBay. Uh, it may be. Um, but then obviously I bought another pack and, you know, we all smoked it. And that was a heavy, heavy cigarette. Yeah. That was a rough smoke. Now, do you remember? I, I don't know if you're old enough. Back in the day, the unfiltered cigarettes. I, no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't alive in the fifties. I wasn't alive in the fifties <laughs> either. I was uh, not they, a I teenager mean, until the eighties. They had. Uh, I wasn't a teenager in the eighties. Well, in eighty eighty seven, I was a teenager. All right, so um, I'm a few years maybe, but I, I I I wasn't playing Slinky with a black and white TV, listening to fucking War of the Worlds on a radio. You were watching the that episodes when they were brand new. And, and and watching Batman and Lost in Space and Gilligan's Island, it was all reruns. Leave it to Beaver. I was not around then. Tony Dow was 50 when I was a teenager. Uh, 
I want to say you were neighbors with the Leave It to Beaver family. But anyway, um, non-filtered, like, I mean, I remember they had, they still had Camel non-filters. Yeah. Other than that, no, it, you know, everything was a filtered cigarette. So when I was in the Navy Reserves, I've told you I've been in, I, I, I was in the Navy Reserves. Yep. Um, I, uh, it was cool to smoke the player's non-filter. You were a soldier. You were a man. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's what made the voice of gold. Oh, it is know. very possible. Yeah. All right. We've uh, we spent enough time doing our regular blah, 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 which actually, I don't know if you noticed, but we're getting into more like conversing. It's good. Before we get into, which might be a good thing. I like it. Yeah, me too. It's fun to, uh, I have no friends. I only like dogs. So <laughs> hanging out with you and Mike and anyone in chat, it's, it's, a, it's a bonus for me. But I'm behind my laptop and I can disappear at any time. Oops, power failure. There you go. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you don't know by now, this is maybe not my favorite. I shouldn't vote yet, but one of my most favorite segments uh, that we do here on the show, Mike Jolitz came up with it uh, early in the year, and it's called Twitter Shits. Listen closely because I will be giving you my top five uh, at the end of this. Ladies and gentlemen, Twitter Shits. Now, it's time for another edition of Twitter Shits with Mike Jolitz. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, DK, and hello to you, Sir Big B. Hey, it is now time for the Twitter Shits. Mike Jolitz Twitter Shits. You write the tweets and he reads it. Mike Jolitz Twitter Shits. You write the tweets and he reads it. Mike Jolitz Twitter On today's Twitter shits, Lizzo announced she's been on a diet for the last eight months. She didn't say whether she's lost weight or gone down in dress sizes or not. So, Twitter speculated. This is what Twitter had to say about that. Two-week Bender tweeted, she's on a seafood diet. Seafood and eat it. All of it. Colin Blow tweeted, Lizzo is now in a 1,500 capacity size tent. <laughs> Go, girl. Toss My Salad tweeted, the earth shifted half a degree. I'd say she's bigger than ever. Throat Punch tweeted, well, considering California is now a foot lower in sea level, I'd go with she has not lost weight. The Lizard King tweeted, she didn't. She now gets moved from gig to gig on a flatbed trailer. Damn. Fartknocker tweeted, I'll take things that will never happen for $500, Alex. I'm Moist tweeted, push her back in already. Stupid fucking hipster tweeted, they're hosting Super Bowl 61 on Lizzo's ass. Make America Great Again tweeted, where is she anyway? Blubber fan tweeted, wham, jiggle, jiggle. And then? And finally in the Twitter shits, oh, damn, tweeted, not my proudest fap. No, it didn't. All righty, guys, that does it for the Twitter shits for this show. I will be back next week. Later. Bye-bye. Mike Joe is Twitter shit. You write the tweets 
take over for Rob Reiner <laughs> on the uh, Twitter shits. Okay, folks. I love this segment as I, if I haven't told you, um, I always give you my top five and one of the year end awards. I have to choose three, which is going to be so difficult, but you can vote on them. Like I do every week. I give you my top five and I always struggle. But number five is Loser King. Number four is Throat Punch. Mm. Number three, Stupid Fucking Hipster. And Big B, if you know me, I always really, really struggle between one and two. And I still am. Like, I'm absolutely almost changing my mind right now. But I can't. Because as simple as things sound, they could be my number one. So, number two, honorable mention. Hope he comes back. May win another week. Blubber fan. Mm -hmm. But. And the number one. Twitter handle is Sorry. Toss my salad. Number one. What did you have? I had toss my salad on there, but I had I had two that I liked better. One was colon blow. Oh, I missed that one perhaps. He's so fast sometimes. And and my favorite. I'm moist. I had that, but it kind of like dropped down. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to blubber fan because like that was my number one. But toss my salad. It's just like, it's, just, it's so random. It is very random. But you didn't have but blubber fan. I did not have blubber fan. I don't think I heard blubber fan. But I like, I like the three that I had. Um, and no, they're good. They're all favorite. good. They're all, they're good. all good. But yeah, I'm just like, go, whatever kind of, whatever cues me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm moist, finger up my ass, uh, you know, fuck me with a dildo. They're all good. But sometimes toss my salad is just, because he doesn't tell us, but. What are you tossing the salad with? Just something for your imagination. I don't think they're tossing actual salad. Well, that's, you know. <laughs> All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a uh, another popular segment of ours. Right. Um, and this is going to queue up Big B in a minute. Uh, but we're going to do this first because we don't know if we're going to run out of time because we've been covering a lot of stuff. Uh, let's go into uh, good old talking FLA. 
Cave Crew Radio presents Florida in the News. Started this segment, ladies and gentlemen, is because we realized more than any state, county, country, continent in the world, the majority of the weird stories that we talk about come from Florida. So, that's what talking FLA is. So, uh, first story off the hip, ladies and gentlemen, is, is again, I'm old. I'm not so familiar with this stuff, but there's an app, I think, that you swipe left or right, and it's called Tinder. And this was a interesting Tinder day. Uh, yes, the first story of the night comes from clickorlando.com. <clears throat> Headline reads, Florida woman accused of using gasoline to ignite Tinder date and his car. Uh, a Florida woman was arrested last month after she poured gasoline in her Tinder date's car, causing both him and the vehicle to catch fire. In an arrest affidavit, police said the woman identified as Destiny Johnson, who was 25 years old, met up with her Tinder date at a hotel in Miami on November 25th. After the date arrived, Johnson approached his car while carrying a one-gallon water jug and opened the date's front passenger door. Johnson then reportedly told the date she needed money to fix her vehicle, and he responded that he didn't appreciate her asking him to meet at the hotel without explaining she only wanted money. Despite that, the date offered her the $60 cash he had on him. Uh, however, Johnson allegedly became hostile and yelled at the date before pouring apparent gasoline from the water jug inside her date's car. God. While the date tried to push the jug out of the vehicle, he caused even more fluid to spill uh, inside the vehicle and on himself. According to detectives, Johnson then produced a lighter and ignited the fluid, setting fire to herself, her date, and the vehicle. Her, but herself. <laughs> It's the Keystone Cops of Arson, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hang on. The date then began rolling around on the ground, stop, drop, and roll uh, to extinguish the flames on himself, and his vehicle soon became fully engulfed in fire. Well, he said he then took out a firearm and pointed it at Johnson out of fear she would keep trying to set him on fire, though Johnson instead fled from the scene. Johnson was later located having suffered burns and stating she had blown up a vehicle. She was taken into custody and faces charges of battery, attempted murder, and first-degree arson. She is held on bond of $30,000. So here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, both Big B and I are married. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but 
it's not a hundred percent the yellow brick road. You know, it never it, is. It's not always perfect. But nobody's pouring gasoline on anybody. Nobody's throwing toasters or chicken wings or anything else. If you're on Tinder, like meet someone at church or something, like uh go to the local library. These things I have always been so afraid of these apps. I not that I've ever I have not tendered or plenty of fish or any of them. But I've always been so afraid of these things because like I guess if you meet someone in a bar, it still could be a fatal attraction or whatever. But like these these are this is weird to me. This is a get off my lawn moment. Well, so I have a question. Um, so because of my condition that I explained earlier, I didn't read through all of these stories. I kind of breezed through them and put them in order, which I thought it would go correctly. So I'm just reading now that the guy that was set on fire had a gun on him. Well, yeah, this is like, it's Miami, man. No, I, I understand that. But my question is. After she started pouring gasoline, which has a very distinct smell, yeah. you know what it is. You don't, what is, gee, what is that intoxicating order? Is it a buttercream candle? No, <laughs> it's fucking diesel fuel from the local Sunoco. Mm. You know she has gasoline and she's reaching for a lighter. Why are you not pulling out your gun right at that point in time? Why are you waiting until she per- she sets fire to herself, you, and the car? Yeah, everyone's burning. Why do you wait? You know, nobody's going to pour gasoline and say, ha, gotcha, and run away without igniting it. That's not, you know, common sense would say she's there to commit a crime. Yeah. Pull out your fucking gun and stop it. And how did you find, how did you have the wits to pull out the gun while you're burning? Right as you're as you're rolling around on the ground trying to put out trying to put out your the flames crawling up your fucking genitals. How are you waiting to pull out a gun then? I it's a classic it. example of stop, drop, and roll. Oh my god! All right, there's uh, there's number one for you, ladies and gentlemen, but. She's not the only one in Florida this week uh, that acted uh, irrationally. Um, Everyone loves a good parade. Uh, We have parades here. I'm sure you have parades in New York and wherever else you live. But you have a choice not to go to the parade. Um, But this gentleman right here, he, he, he got a little irritated at the parade. Uh, the next story comes again from clickorlando.com. Headline reads, man gets agitated by Florida Christmas parade festivities. Start shooting. A man was arrested Saturday following a shooting incident at a Florida Christmas parade. Uh, Douglas Moore, who's 43 years old, uh, who uh, lives near where the incident occurred at a Middleburg Christmas parade on 4182 County Road 218 became 
became agitated by the parade festivities and decided to shoot multiple times where attendees were participating. A Clay County deputy working the parade heard the gunshots and other deputies and the SWAT team immediately responded. You're at a holiday parade. (laughs) You're watching the Shriners on their little bikes, throwing candy canes to the audience as they ride by. You know, the the dude with the big drum, (laughs) he's walking by. (laughs) Always love the guy with the big drum on his shoulders, you know, boom, boom. (laughs) And the guy with the cymbals, that's all he does. Yes, yes. And, of course, the guy, he's the leader. Oh, yeah, with the stick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the baton, the baton, the, 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 the baton, Baton. I am thankful for the quick response by the deputies who ran towards the sound of gunfire to keep our community safe. Uh, Sheriff Michelle Cook said no one was injured. Moore was charged with six counts of aggravated assault with a firearm, reckless discharge of a firearm and using a firearm while under the influence of alcohol. Yes. Yes. That's why we do our show, ladies and gentlemen, from our basements. We are no threat to you while we're under the influence of alcohol. So, obviously, he was a really bad shot. Nobody, uh, he's firing into a crowd uh, of where people were standing and... um, he didn't hit anybody. Nobody was injured. Nobody, nobody was, he, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn standing next to it. Do we know how close he was? No, he, he, they said he lived near the parade. So, you know. Oh, so he might've just been like in the air, like just. It could be, it, well, it said he shot towards where people were gathering. Yeah. So I don't think it was in the air. It was, it was kind of that trajectory, but maybe he was too far away to hit somebody and was just kind of firing at them. I don't know. So he was he was tired, he was ready for bed, or he had turned on a Hallmark movie, whatever it might be, uh, wanted quiet, and, and the marching band was too loud. He sat down with a cup of cardamom tea, <laughs> lit a Scentsy candle, and turned on the Hallmark channel to watch a lovely movie of a young couple finding love over the holidays. One is a, 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 a well-to-do young lady. And one is a blue collar guy who they, you would think they have nothing in common, but they come together for the holidays and have love. And this man just wanted to watch the love blossom and was interrupted by fucking Santa Claus and Rudolph the fucking red nosed reindeer. He took his fucking shotgun out and God damn it, motherfucker, I'm going to chew my goddamn tobacco and watch my fucking movie. Get the fuck off of my lawn. Let me watch fucking love conquer all bitches. Uh, excuse me. Again, they don't fill in the details, so we make things up. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's quite, uh, I mean, by the looks of them, wouldn't you say that's fairly accurate? Yes, yes. I, I, he doesn't I, really look like a Hallmark guy, but he, he looks like he might not like Santa. <laughs> or, as you would put it, fucking Rudolph. Fucking Rudolph. 
Put your kids to bed, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're on late nights. Yes, yes. That's why we 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 don't allow children. And whenever James is around, we always behave. That's right. Did you see him before? When uh, yes, yes, he looked like he was like submariner or something. Yeah. Well, I had to I had to unscrew. It was like a bubble wand thing that was battery powered. I had to unscrew the the compartment for the batteries. Excellent. Well, at least he didn't do this. And this picture is not too terribly clear, but you'll kind of get where the story is going. It looks like he's in a swamp or something. But uh, uh, this guy had a um, he had a craving for cheesecake, apparently. Uh, yes. This comes from the Time Live, which... <laughs> is in Africa. So I want to say Zimbabwe, Z- Z-A. <clears throat> it could be Zimbabwe. I don't know, but this comes from an African news site. Which is, <clears throat> which is, which is covering Florida. We, we are, we are setting Florida. the global pattern. I can't wait till CNN and, uh, and Fox news and ABC hop on with us and click Orlando seven. That's right. Uh, headline reads, Florida man caught eating cheesecake in his undies causes a stir. A video of a man reportedly caught eating cheesecake in the middle of the Florida Everglades, uh, wetland in the U S has gone viral after it was shared online. The video shared by U S viral news site daily loud shows the man walking through shallow water in the dark, enjoying cake. When he is suddenly blinded by light from a vehicle. He was not revved up like a deuce. (laughs) He was not blinded by light. A deuce. The man appears to be wearing just his underwear and responds to questions by saying he's fine and eating cheesecake. In python and alligator infested Everglades. Where else do you eat cheesecake? I went on one of those boat rides, you know, with a big fan in the back. Oh, yeah. And the, 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 there's alligators or crocodiles, whichever one they are. I think they're alligators. And fucking pythons. Okay, I'm in a boat. I'm safe. I'm not in my underwear wading through, waiting for an anaconda to suck me into the fucking gallows of the... Of the swamp. But he had cheesecake. <laughs> I'm glad he had cheesecake. Well, after he was blinded by the light, he ran off into the dark. The video so, sparked a flood of reaction with many calling it a movie, quote unquote, and detailing how dangerous the protected national park could be. A few claimed the man needed help and urged authorities to track him down. Some South African followers responded by joking about South Africans' own cheesecake drama. (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go. South Africa next year, ladies and gentlemen. Well, to get a a boost, to to, to get ahead of that, uh, the dessert became a national icon overnight this week after Sonia Booth mentioned the treat in several accusations Aimed at her husband, Matthew Booth. Oh. The 2001 Miss South they? Africa. The 2001 Miss South Africa second runner-up, which means she's the fucking second loser. 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 
accused the famous footballer of infidelity. Oh. Recounting one of the alleged incidents that brought her to the breaking point, she said her husband had stayed up at night in their house making cheesecake for her, for his mistress. Quote, this two weeks ago, me. I noticed cheesecake. Uh, two weeks ago, I noticed cheesecake ingredients in the fridge, and the boys got excited. On November 3rd, the eve of Nate's birthday, Matthew bakes at night. I was fast asleep already. In the morning, we got all, we got all excited, salivating over the cheesecake, thinking it was for Nate's birthday. Imagine our shock and surprise when it disappeared from our fridge. The entire cake, not even a taste nor three slices. For me, N-N-N. Not we even a graham cracker crumb. Not, was it the night before Christmas? Yeah. Not a, uh, a crumb for the mouse or whatever the fuck it says. Sonia said a second cheesecake oh. was later made for Nate to enjoy on his birthday. She also claimed her Tupperware cake carrier had shown up at her husband's alleged mistress's house. I would have let this one slide too until I realized my cake carrier Tupperware was at her house. You don't mess with a township <laughs> girl and her Tupperware. It, I have forgiven the cheesecake. She's got my fucking Tupperware and I better get the lid back. This is like the Cheesecake Diaries tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The Great Cheesecake Heist. Uh, And we've already got our first two episodes. That's right. We, 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 again, another great idea. We have now spanned the globe with cheesecake stories. Yes. If they can do ghost shows with green lights everywhere where you can't see a fucking thing. Did you hear that? Did you see that? I see green fucking lights is all I see. No orbs. Nothing. Cheesecake, ladies and gentlemen. If squid games can be good and afraid and naked and an amazing race and all these, the cheesecake diaries. Mm, I like that. Just like that big marshmallow guy in uh, in uh, Ghost uh, Busters, fucking cheesecake. Just the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Yeah, like yeah, they he goes to the hotel with his with his mistress and he lies in the bed, but it's actually cheesecake, and they sink inside. <laughs> they sink inside cheesecake. <laughs> Well, that one I wasn't expecting. I knew about the guy in the Everglades, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a tourist, don't wander off with or without cheesecake and a snow cone into the Everglades. There are pythons and alligators or crocodiles. I think it's alligators. I can't remember. There are things that will eat you. Yes, yes, yes. There's probably, you are not at the top of the food chain in the Everglades. No. Especially at night. Especially at night. Yeah. All right. I think this is the last Florida one. 
Yes. We might get some weird news, but we got Mike as well. Uh, All right. So I think I better cue something up here. Uh, Those of you that do or do not know, uh, Big B is kind of liking these stories uh, about a lady in Florida who got mad in a parking lot. Tell me when. Um, Yes, this final uh, Florida news story comes from Yahoo News via Fox 35 Orlando. Oh, see, we're making headway here. Fox. Uh, The headline reads, Florida woman does what? Wait, wait, hang on. I think they're going to throw something. That's right. Florida woman hurls cinder blocks at man after rear-ending him in public's parking lot. So she didn't just throw Big B. She hurled. She hurled. And cinder blocks are not light, by the way. No, they are they are absolutely not light at all. Uh, a Florida woman has found herself behind bars after hurling cinder blocks at a man and his car after she rear-ended him in a public parking lot. Patricia Mamani, who is 54 years old, was arrested and charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and hit and run after the incident that unfolded shortly before 9 p.m., on Saturday in North Fort Myers, according to an arrest affidavit from the Lee County Sheriff's Office. A man called 911 after a woman backed her backed her car into his in the parking lot. The woman later identified as Momani, fled the scene, but the man followed her while on the phone with dispatch. His pursuit led them to a residential area where they uh, both got out of their cars. Momani grabbed three cinder blocks from a driveway and began to throw them at the man. <laughs> One of the cinder blocks hit the man in the shin. Oh, that would hurt. That's gotta hurt. Getting hit that in the like, shin. That's gotta hurt. The shin, the funny bone, the elbow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's oof. Shortly after the woman got back in her car in an attempt to flee the scene again, but the man grabbed two cinder blocks and placed them under her front tires. Oh, how did he place them under her tires? This is a superhuman. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think they're saying like in front, like kind of or behind or it says under her front tires. So she couldn't leave. Is this fucking, uh, you know, the incredible Hulk? It might be is this David Banner turning in green and becoming enraged. Cause if he wasn't limping, after the uh, cinder block to the shin. Right. He just got a cinder block to the shin. <laughs> this is fucking, where, where's Bill Bixby when you need him? Jesus, She's in better shape than Dolly Parton at the Dallas Cowboys game. Well, apparently, uh, Mo, Mo Manny fled. She fled on foot. In high heels. <laughs> so now go take, go back a step. She hurled cinder blocks while wearing high heels. She is the eighth wonder of the world. Fucking Andre the Giant ain't got nothing on old. No, he never did cinder blocks. 
The man told deputies he didn't know who Momani, Momani was and hadn't had any previous interactions with her. The man was able to identify Momani from a six-person photo lineup, and deputies eventually caught up with her after learning a uh, possible location she was at. When deputies arrived at the address, they were met by a man who said Momani was inside the house sleeping. The man also told deputies that Momani arrived at his residence appearing to be in distress and stated she was running from someone and needed a place to stay. Her relationship with the, with the man was not made clear in the affidavit. Momani Tinder date. Well, Tinder date. It could be the could be another Tinder date yeah. instead of gasoline. It was cinder blocks. Momani appeared wearing the same dress she was reported to have been wearing earlier. She was extremely intoxicated, deputy said. She was taken into custody and was then evaluated by Lee County EMS. She was also medically cleared at a local hospital since she was involved in a crash and was clearly drunk. As far okay. as the hit and run from the public's parking lot goes, deputies said the damage to both cars was consistent with the victim's account. Momani's car was towed at the scene. She has uh, since been released from the Lee County Jail after posting $20,000 bond. Wow, for cinder blocks. And how bad could the accident be in a parking lot? She backed into him. It wasn't like a head-on collision. like Right, no, yeah, she backed in. So I, I guess this guy was in his parking spot, spot and she just backed into him. Right. Trying to get out, I guess. So I don't know how you transcribe that in the United States, but in Canada, we'd call that a, uh, a fender bender. So Siri on my watch, I have an Apple watch. Yeah. Uh, it says, I, I guess it took down what I said. It says it, oh, I just lost it. And it quoted what I was saying in, in his parking lot. And then Siri said it could not find the story I was looking for. Oh, so fake news. I can't. It's from but it's Yahoo. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got from Florida. I can still imagine this this lovely blonde babe in her high heels tossing cinder blocks, ladies and gentlemen. Cinder blocks. Now, I would use a wheelbarrow if I had to move cinder blocks. I would not be throwing them anywhere. Now, again, I like stories where people throw things. That's uh, one of my favorite stories to read each week when there is one. The Cinderblock story did not make the list, but there is a category for best thrown item coming up for the oh. year-end awards. Be on the lookout and vote for your favorite. Yes. And there... And again, like uh, like talking FLA, like uh, Twitter shits, like uh, anything that ever happens on this show, it was an evolution. Uh, throwing things just uh, maybe 2023 is the year of throwing things. Ooh. And it might go silent in 24. We don't know. We don't know. Could have been like the, uh, you know, the eclipse of the moon or full moon or something like that. But yeah, one of the segments uh, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, on the year-end awards. More of that coming. 
Um, I was worried about it, but uh, Big B has been fiercely behind the scenes uh, gathering things for us, and um, just got to get the uh, posters and the polls together. I'm currently looking for a way just before we go to Mike Reads the News because we're going to fall short. We might be able to pick your favorite story out of the next bunch, but I'm kind of trying to find a thing where I can put all the questions in like a Google Doc mm-hmm. instead of multiplying the posts over and over again. But that's uh, that's yet oh, to be I don't seen. Know. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm investigating. In high heels and cinder blocks. Ah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you, you got to see Mike live on the show a little earlier and you heard Twitter shits, but the original, uh, how he broke onto the scene, he used to do his, uh, his own show and then he, he exclusively came over to us here at Cave Crew Radio. But uh, his claim to fame is Mike Reads the News, and it's like a short little dash, and you won't miss a thing. You don't need to turn on the news at all this weekend. And now, Cave Crew Radio presents Mike Reads the News with Mike Jolett. Hello, 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 DK, and hello, Sir Big B. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty damn well. Kia ora, guten tag, konnichiwa, guys. Today is December the 15th. Uh, it is now time for Mike Reads the News. Shohei Otani signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers for $700 million. That's wild. I mean, he's a good pitcher and hitter, but that's a shit ton of money. He's getting $2 million a year and then $680 million at the end of the 10-year contract. Nice. Disneyland raised ticket prices again amidst falling Yelp reviews. It cost $100,000 now just to enter the park. The Packers ended their 16-game December win streak last Monday when they lost to the New York football giants. They earned it, though. Scrubs. And finally in the news, Cal Penn, a.k.a. Kumar, was a guest on The Daily Show recently. He went off on Trump and called him a cunt. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right, guys, that does it for the news. And now it is time for the weather. Out here in Surprise, it's going to be 75 on Saturday and Sunday and lows in the mid-40s. In Queens, New York, where Big B is, it's going to be 51 degrees and sunny on Saturday with highs in the upper 30s. And 56 and rainy with lows in the 40s on Sunday. Up there in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, where DK is. Saturday is going to be 47 and sunny. And Sunday, he is going to have 45 degree high with rainy weather. Alrighty, guys, that does it for the weather. Going to give you guys a few tidbits now. They're not headlines. They're just little tiny pieces of shit. Oh, yeah. Eight days until Festivus, everyone. Oh, yeah. The band Sepultura is calling it quits and doing their final shows next year. Oh, no. Alex Jones is back on Twitter. Oh, yeah. New England Patriots have been eliminated from playoff contention. Oh, no. (laughs) And finally, in the tidbits, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. All right, guys, that does it for the news. That does it for the weather. And that does it for the tidbits. 
Hit bits. I'm out of here, guys. I will be back next week live on the air with DK and Big B for the Christmas show. All right. Juice. Ciao. And off we get saying everybody later. Bye-bye. Mike Jolitz, ladies and gentlemen. And if you missed it earlier, you're listening on podcast and you want to join us on a live stream. Every year we have an office party. It's usually just me and Big B, Choo Choo Stew. This year, Mike Jolitz will be doing the news and Twitter shits live. Plus that awesome drink. I can't wait. And we get to do the sound effects. Ooh. Ooh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, and, and yes, I do agree with Mike. Die Hard is not no, a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Christmas movies. And, and I don't want to say I don't like Die Hard. But even Home Alone. That's not a Christmas movie. You know, Christmas Chronicles, uh, these shit movies my wife watches. Uh, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, Christmas Carol. uh, uh, Those are Christmas movies. Mm. So it's not that I don't like it, but I have to agree. They're not. It happens at Christmas. I'm sure one of the Godzillas happened at Christmas, too. So, you know what other movies happened at Christmas? And I always bring this these two examples up because they are not considered Christmas movies. Is Lethal Weapon. Right, yes. Lethal Weapon happens at Christmas. As a matter of fact, the car goes, slams through the house and the Christmas tree and all of that stuff. Uh, it happens. The chick jumps off the fucking roof in the very opening of the scene to rocking around the Christmas tree or whatever the fuck song it is. Yeah. Lethal Weapon is not considered a Christmas movie. Trading Places from 1983 with Eddie Murphy. Yes. It culminates at New Year's, but it happens during the Christmas season. It's very famous when Dan Aykroyd dresses up as Santa because he's homeless and his life has been turned around. Uh, He tries to rob uh, the, 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 the brothers and then tries to shoot himself dressed as Santa. It is not a Christmas movie. No. Or has it ever been considered a Christmas movie? Die Hard is in the exact same vein. It is not a Christmas movie. It is a movie that happens to take place during the Christmas season. It is not a Christmas movie. And I I think if you go back through your favorite movies, ladies and gentlemen, quite a few have Christmas involved. True. But Christmas is a, a time of the year. To qualify as a Christmas movie, it's truly got to be about St. Nicholas or a family coming together at Christmas or 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 Michael Keaton turning into a snowman. Mm. Right. You know, those are kind of Christmas kind of movies. So to, to further my point, I will move this away from Christmas. And I will ask anybody that, that thinks Die Hard is a Christmas movie, is the movie Titanic a documentary? Very good. Is it a documentary? No, Absolutely it is not. not. It's a made-up love story in and around 
the uh, the the uh, the uh, um, uh, events of the Titanic sinking. That actually didn't happen. The the Jack and whatever the fuck her name. Well, is. Jack was actually a, now I visited the um, uh, the tombs or whatever you call them at uh, in Halifax when I was there, and 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 Jack was a real person, but I had nothing to do with the story. No, that story. I, 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 I think he was like a a layman or whatever you call him on the ship. Like he was a worker. They just they caught that name. Oh yeah, Jack's a great name, and you know that magical necklace and all that stuff. I uh, yeah, no, right. not a documentary. A documentary is when you're watching uh, CNN or Twenty Twenty or. Or, or, or one of your Discovery Channel or National Geographic, a documentary is when like like real footage, right? Of something happening, whatever it could be. It could be World War Two. It could be nine eleven. It could be animals in the wild. It could be someone's life who who did something really cool. That's a documentary. Titanic was a movie. Right. So, and who, that's my who point. told you Titanic was a documentary? No, nobody told me that. I'm using oh. that as an example. Okay. Cause you say, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Like Titanic is a documentary. It's not. There is a, there is a genre for what Titanic was. It's called historical fiction. Yeah. What that is, is a fictional story based upon an historical fact. Right. So the historical fact of the Titanic sinking, hitting the iceberg and all of that. And the the fictitious love story in and around that event. Yeah. So that's historical fiction. There's a genre for Die Hard. It's called action. Yeah. It's an action movie. There's that's a genre that uh, Wizard of Oz is based on an acid trip I had. It very well could be. <laughs> That's no, I, I I I get it. No, you you have to be able to any like like I watched. Um, we're not going to get to any more of the news, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, we'll we'll defer that to next week if we have time and and we're able to do it. But I watched uh, two weeks ago, um, uh, Tombstone. Mm. Now Wyatt Earp. Uh, Ring Johnny Ringo, Doc Holliday, they are all characters, which if you would have had the time, you would have been able to uh, see their, 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 their gravestones uh, in Tombstone, Arizona. Right. However, it, it's all a story. Like, no, no one was there when they were playing poker in a bar. Now, they're... There apparently is an autobiography that someone wrote with Wyatt Earp, and I want to get a hold of it because he's the one that lived the longest. I'm I'm digressing, but I I wanted to tell you that afterwards. Um, there there is a book where someone interviewed him, and and he uh, I really want to read it because there you might get some sort of truth. But you know, Val Kilmer, yeah, they had a basic frame to mm -hmm. work on. 
But there's so many movies you can do that with, right? Like like, like uh, 1941, uh, Midway, uh, um, you know, all, all those movies. Eh? Loosely based on truth, because I'm sure the person writing the movie does research mm-hmm. on how things were, like the Vietnam movies, right? Like uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket or, you know, like, they do a little bit of a, but for most of it, it is fiction. Right. And and I, w- I will say from Full Metal Jacket, I've read numerous uh, articles and numerous things that the first half of the movie when they were at boot camp is extremely realistic of the way boot camp was back then. They said, the, uh, you know, they talked to a lot of former soldiers and all that. And they said, that's a great depiction of what boot camp was. Now, when they get to Vietnam, obviously that's not a, you know, Vietnam War happened. But the story that they're showing didn't actually happen. Right. right. So that's just something where they fit in a story into an actual historic event. So, you know, there's nobody named Joker who was writing for the news that shot this sniper, you know, shooting every that that didn't happen. But it's a great story. So, of course, you base it around the historic event. You do your research to make everything as authentic as possible. And then you take creative liberties within that framework to tell your story because you're entertainment. You've got to make it sell, right? Like, like, like there's been movies on Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's what's his name? The the dude that went missing, the uh, labor guy. Um, uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, Jimmy. Hoffa. All the, 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 the and the movies are great, but you got to make the movie believable, right? And entertaining. So. Yeah, keep that in mind. It's like casting a fishnet. And and listen, credit to the guys who do the movies because I think they do a lot of research. Oh, for sure. And and I and I I think a lot of the um the time period and and, and the sets and stuff like that are extremely accurate. But the lines in the movie and, and the, the, the romances or whatever and this, that, and the other thing, it's all hypothetical. It's all it's all made up. Yeah. So then to bring that back to the original point of Die Hard, it is a story, an action movie story about a hero police officer saving his wife and his wife's co-workers from a terrorist based around Christmas time because it was a convenient conveyance for storytelling where the whole office was gathering for the Christmas party. Right. So it was convenient for the storytelling of the action movie. It could have been Easter. Yeah. Right. Hanukkah. But they, but, but they said, Hanukkah. Right, you know, it, it's great because, you know, they're going to be, uh, uh, it's a Christmas party and the terrorists are going to come in and everybody's there all in one room. So it's, it's, it's a convenient way to tell your story. It's not a fucking Christmas movie. Right. Goddamn action movie. Okay. We got to move along because I may have a urinary uh, tract infection here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because my urge to pee is uh, much stronger than normal. 
Either that or I'm drinking more beer. Uh, quick update uh, in private chat. Uh, Mike Jolitz is trying to get us to join the uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie's Great White North Group. Dude, I had the album. <laughs> you hoser. <laughs> yes, I will join that group, Mike, if you're still out there. All right, uh, let us proceed because we have a couple big weeks coming up. Again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, office Christmas party next week. Uh, finally able to unveil Mrs. B's International Drink of the Week. That's right. Not just the drink of the week. The International Drink of the Week. A first where everyone from different countries will be having this drink. This is like, she's like Santa Claus. I mean, she's everywhere. She's very excited by this. I'm very excited about it. And we'll have Mike Jolitz live for Twitter shits and yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and uh, Mike reads the news. And we'll have, surely have an epicenter. Obviously, this is the drink of the week, so there won't be another one. Um, And we have some news from this week. So we're well prepared. It allows us to get ready for the year-end awards. I've got uh, quality over quantity this week, I believe. And I have two that are my favorites, but I, I will read you some others. Uh, I, I wrote down, I don't remember from, but I really liked it. You hunker down. Okay. Uh, also liked cinder block to the shin. Mm, very painful. Uh, I think this was from, yeah, Twitter shits. They're hosting the Super Bowl on Lizzo's ass. Uh, I think this was you let me watch love conquers all bitches (laughs) I'm not sure which one's my favorite this one again it's simple just like tossing a salad butter cream candle hmm but I think my favorite is in my nomination this week, ladies and gentlemen, for sure a show note, if not the show name, Keystone Cops of Arson. Definitely my number one this week. Big, <laughs> Big B's been a little slumpy, but I think he still has four. I do have four. Yes. That's a ding, ding. I, I, I don't think I have anything that tops. Keystone Cops of Arson. Oh, I will what tell a that, great I will show tell name. I have from this may, I think this is the pre-show. You asked a question of Mike Jolich. You said, what temperature do you don pants? <laughs> well, I mean, like when it's always a hundred, Maybe you get cold when it's 75. I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not there. But that just caught me as a show note. What temperature do you don pants? I got it. I got it. 
this, I, it just came out of nowhere. You said it and we can't use it anywhere, but I liked it and I wrote it down. Fuck me with a dildo. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little crude. Right, yeah, I know we can't use it, but it just, yeah. you know, hey, why not? Yeah, no, you gotta say it sometimes. Uh, of course, we, we can't go without the Cheesecake Diaries. Oh, yeah, I didn't do anything with that. The Cheesecake Diaries. And uh, what was going to be my nomination, and I will forgo my nomination, but I'll tell you what it is anyway. Uh, mine was Cake Carrier Tupperware. <laughs> That's good. But both those could be show notes. I personally like Keystone Cops of Arson. I, I, it's just sometimes, and, and you know what, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're talking about trends of uh, season 10, 2023. Um, I've been doing a lot better uh, with getting show names, even though Big B said it, not me. But you, but you wrote it down. I did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I guess sometimes when you have it, it's something I save or whatever. But yeah, Keystone Cops of Arson, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't know where you pulled that out of your ass, but that was that was good. I don't know where I pull any of these things out. No, me either. You know what? You just get on a roll and thoughts start going through your head. And we're talking about weird shit to begin with, and and then other weird thoughts go through your head, and it's, it's just it's weird. But anyway, join us next week's uh, week uh, office party. Everyone's invited. Uh, we're going to have a good time. And then, of course, the year-end awards. And then the next time we join you, it will be a brand new season. And uh, we do have a couple of segment ideas. They won't all come out at once, obviously. But uh, lots of exciting stuff. As long as our eyeballs are still with us and our ears can still hear. Watch out will, for the scleritis. Yeah, we will be here with you. I'm uh, just really worried about us because we both had like... Not we're verdicts. falling apart, ladies and gentlemen. We're falling apart, basically. Ladies and gentlemen, started but the show God knows how many years ago we were, we could hear, we could see, oh. we're falling apart. In year one, I could have thrown a cinder block. <laughs> I believe I could. I, I was playing hockey and uh, I was in much better shape. I, I, I could still see my penis in the shower and um, now it's all gone to shit. I was I was playing music. I was doing yeah. a music show. Yeah, you were you were jamming shows. You were jamming on albums with guys. And, That's right. Uh, yeah, was, uh, we're falling apart now. We are. We're done, ladies and gentlemen. But we're here for you. We're gonna keep trying. We'll see you next week, guys. I want you to pack up and get out. Get the hell out of here. Go. Just go. Get out. Get the hell out. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.